everyone, welcome back uh, to the, uh, to the Giant Station podcast. And guys, uh, I just came in here to talk about uh, Daniel Jones really quick. You know, as much as I would love to talk about Saquon Barkley, I gotta talk about Daniel Jones. Um, you know, and look, at, I'm you know this this is gonna be a pretty long talk. You know, um, but you know, um. I'm going to say this. Obviously, with the Giants signing Daniel Jones to this long-term contract, for the past week, a lot of people have, you know, ever since Daniel Jones signed this long-term contract, everyone's been crapping on this kid, and it's time to me to address it. You know, look. The Giants... Paying for this kid's the Giants paying for this kid's potential. The Giants are paying for Daniel Jones' potential over the previous production. And here's why I'm saying that. Look, look. <clears throat> At this time last year, the Giants decided to pass on. We all remember this. The Giants decided to pass on the fifth-year option for Daniel Jones. Joe Shane was a newly hired general manager, and Brian Dayball was the newly hired head coach. That duo, imported from Buffalo, had never before worked with this guy. They had no reasons to invest in him, you know? Presented with the opportunity to lock up a young starting quarterback for the 2023 season for the reasonable price of $22.3 million. Joe Shane declined. You know, you know, Joe Shane, you know, and obviously Joe, by Joe Shane declining his, uh, his, you know, Joe Shane basically said, hey, if you want me to accept it, if you want me to believe that you have what it takes to be a, uh, a starting quarterback, you got to show me what you can do. Cut down on the turnovers, you know, and just do what you can do. I got you. I got look. I got you a head coach. I got you an offensive coordinator. Now, show me what you can do with those pieces, and we can talk after the season's over with. And that's what he did. You know, Brian Dayball is he? Brian Dayball is the quarterback whisperer. You know, and I, you know, a lot of you guys have been, have been telling me, Justin, why, why, like, why did the Giants keep Daniel Jones when they could have went in the draft, you know, or possibly for agency? Well, it's because you got a court. Well, why wouldn't you? When you got a quarterback that you know that you can win with. And, and look at, look at people, people are, everyone's going to have their own opinion on every different subject. Either it's about politics, either it's about sports, either it's about religion. Everyone's gonna have their own opinion. People have their, people, people can say that God doesn't exist. You know, that's just what people, that's just, that, that's just someone's opinion on how they think of God. Everyone, you know, I think everyone needs to understand is that Every, every time you criticize Daniel Jones, it doesn't bother him. 
because it doesn't affect him. You're just putting more motivation in him. Why do you think Daniel Jones did what he did? Why do you think he went? Why do you think he played? Why do you think he? Why do you think he played so so well? Because you guys kept on motivating him. You kept on putting. You. I don't think you guys understand. And if you, if, if anyone who criticizes Daniel Jones, they should know. They should be. They should be smart enough to know. If you criticize someone, especially when they, especially when they went through hell for the last four years with the New York media, you should know if you criticize someone that goes through that type of trauma, they're gonna get motivated because they have, you have because they, they have, the guy has pieces around him that can make him better. He has a head. He got Mike Kafka and Brian Dayball. You guys heard me yesterday say, don't you guys know that Brian Dayball, he, he worked with Josh Allen? Do you guys know Mike Kaplan worked with Patrick Mahomes, who are obviously two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC, and will be the two, and will be one of the uh, two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC for a long time. You can't tell me with those two working together, you can't you can't tell me Daniel Jones is not going to show up. He looks like a Josh Allen. I mean, they're the same height, same size. You know, you can't tell me, you know? So it's like, like what, like, what are you going, like, what, I don't know what everyone, I don't know, I don't know what everyone's deal is with this guy. And you guys also heard me yesterday, you guys, you know, I also said this yesterday, the people that have criticized Daniel Jones with reason, those are the ones that are true to him. Uh, those are those are the Giants fans that are loyal because they they they're criticizing him on the things that he struggles at. You know, the ones that criticize Daniel Jones for no reason, those are the ones that hate him, and it, it, it pisses me off. It pisses me off when I hear people go at a guy that hasn't done anything to you, but no. You want to talk crap about him. Why? Is it because he's out of... Why? Is it because he came out of Duke? You can't... Look at it. Daniel Jones is who Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones... He's not... Daniel Jones is who he is. You're not going... You know, like, no one's God. You can't magically change him. To be better. You can't magically change him to be a Patrick Mahomes. You can't magically change him to be a Jalen Hurts. You can't magically change him to be a Josh Allen. Daniel Jones is who he is. And you and if you can't accept that, then why are you why why are you watching football? If you're a Giants fan, you gotta accept this guy because he's gonna be with the Giants for the next four years. And he's gonna he no not just for the next four years forever because Daniel Jones he's he's gonna go into next season with much more confidence because you guys keep on you guys keep on pouring negativity week in and week out like why is it that when it why is it when it comes to other quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott you guys don't have anything wrong to say now I will admit there's some Cowboys fans that are that I I would let you know. You guys hear me talk crap about the Cowboys fan base, but 
I have some Cowboys friends as well that, that I know very well who don't want Dak Prescott as their quarterback because Dak has been with how, how long has Dak Prescott been with the Cowboys? Nine years. Look at Dak Prescott's playoff resume. He's one and five in the playoffs. Two and five. Two and five. Dak Prescott hasn't, he hasn't, he, he never got to the NFC Championship game. You know, why don't you guys talk crap about Dak Prescott? How about this? What happens if Daniel Jones beats Dak Prescott? What, what are you guys going to say? Are you guys going to crap on Dak Prescott? Or are you guys going to, um, are you guys going to try to find some other reason why the Giants won besides Daniel Jones? It, it just, and look at, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put Dak Prescott down. You guys know how big of a fan of Dak. I like Dak Prescott. You know, why do you think I went, why do you think I went on my podcast saying I didn't want Dak Prescott signing with the Cowboys? Because I didn't want him to. Because the Cowboys are the same franchise that they're the same team that we all saw 27 years ago. Jerry Jones, he's gonna find he's gonna find his own, he's gonna find his favorite people that he wants to work with the Cowboys. You know, that's the different that's the difference with John Mara. You know, you know, and that's also the difference between the Giants fan base and the Cowboys fan, uh, fan base. The Giants fan base, we we seek reality. The Cowboys fan base, they want to, they want, they don't want to seek reality. Why do you think every year Cowboys fans are saying, "Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl"? They're not, they're not understanding that the Cowboys are just a trash bag of a garbage team that's not America's team. You're, you're, you're what the Dallas Cowboys are. They're a team that wants to realize that. They are Super Bowl contenders, but in reality, they're just a team that is not good. And now you got Mike McCarthy calling plays. Mike McCarthy is not going to save the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, and this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. Mike McCarthy is going to lose his job next season because, and just hearing what Mike McCarthy was saying, how he, I don't know if anyone heard this, but did anyone hear what Mike McCarthy said about Dak Prescott? Did anyone hear what Mike McCarthy had to say about uh, Kellen Moore? He was crapping on both of them. Putting down two players that literally, that actually saved his job. Brian Dayball would never do that. Winning had, had, uh, you, you, you can tell, you can tell by which head coach is actually a head coach and which head coach is not. Real head coaches don't talk crap on their own people that work for him because that guy's just a bum. He just cares about himself. You know? The Cowboys, they're a team. Like, why do you think some Cowboys fans, not a lot, some, I would say 10% of the of 10% of of the Cowboys fan base they're starting to realize that Dak Prescott's not the guy. Some Cowboys fans are starting to realize that they're nowhere near to being a Super Bowl contender. You know why? Because they're smart football fans. They are starting to realize that we're not America's team. America's team is actually the New England Patriots.
because this is a patriotic country. You know? The New England Patriots are really America's team. You know, so let's get that out the way. But back to us saying, like, why do you think, why do you think a lot of Cowboys fans want Dak Prescott gone? Why do you think a lot of Cowboys fans are saying that there needs to be changes? Because those are the Cowboys fans that know that in reality, this team is just a team that can't win. This is a team that thought they had a winning. This, like, this is a team that thought they had something going, but it never worked out. It just never did. The New York Giants are headed in a better direction than the, than the Dallas Cowboys. Because the Dallas Cowboys want to face, they, they always, they don't want to face reality. And the reality is, the Cowboys are just not good enough. That's all I'm saying. From that moment, so look at Daniel Jones. He was swimming against the tide, running against the wild, whatever, whatever this is going to be. What up? Whatever. This is going to be a stiff challenge. You know, analogy you wish to find. You can try to you can, you can try to prove otherwise. The Giants said without saying so, but we don't see you as part of the plan moving forward. That basically what that that basically what Joe Shane was saying. And now, I wouldn't say if I thought I was going to be here a year ago. You know, this is uh, Joe Shane said this. Uh, Joe Shane said this is what Joe Shane said. This week, after the Giants announced they had signed Daniel Jones to a four-year deal worth $116 million. You want to know what Joe Shane said? This is what he said. I would say if I thought I was going to be here a year ago, I would have done the fifth-year option. Joe Shane smiled at second-guessing himself. No one, look at, no one outside of the Daniel Jones family thought picking up the fifth-year option was a wise move. No one, in, no one inside... The Giants facility is upset that wa that waiting on Daniel Jones ended up costing more money. He was handed a bonus of $36 million as soon as he signed the contract. You know, there is a there's a pre-science and then there is a logic. The Giants opted for logic. Daniel Jones made them pay and everyone is in a good place. In the minds of in the minds of the Giants' most influential decision makers, Daniel Jones went from a guy they expected to replace to a guy who they who they believe can be part of a Super Bowl winner. You know, and you know, that's the goal. Everybody's goal is to win a Super Bowl. I think that, look at, I honestly think, and you guys can, you guys can trash me all you want. I think Daniel Jones, you know, he played, you know, he played very well in his rookie year. He played, he played well for the Giants this past year. I think the coaching staff has com has confidence in him. As an organization, you you know you you have com you know you have you have to have confidence in your quarterback, you know, and 
If you have confidence in your quarterback, you need to have the confidence that you're going to continue to, you know, you need to have the confidence that he's going to lead a very good team to the, to a Super Bowl. You know? Obviously, Joe Shane was saying we're going to we're going to continue to build the team around him. You know, the Giants paid Daniel Jones, not looking not for what he has accomplished the past four years, but what but for what they envision he is capable of, of accomplishing of accomplishing the next four years. You know, that is why the inferior record as a starter, 21-31-1, and the extremely modest touchdown pass total, uh, uh, to- uh, minus uh, 60 total, uh, the minus, the minus 60 uh, total uh, passing touchdowns, you know, were not held against this guy. The upside for this guy, who, you know, for Daniel Jones, who's only 25 years old, finally working with the best and the brightest coaches, and... You know, if the plan works, if look at if the plan works, upgraded talent on the field. What you know, it was what sold Joe Shane and Brian Dayball. Look at the Buffalo Bills were not in the quarterback market in 2019 when the Giants made Daniel Jones the number six overall pick in in the draft, having selected Josh Allen a year earlier. You know. Still, Joe, still Joe Shane, as the Bills' assistant uh, general manager, did his research on Daniel Jones, and that clued him in to the type of person he was. When Joe Shane arrived, he listened to those and he listened to those inside the Giants' building who say Daniel, uh, who say, uh, who sang Daniel Jones' praises. Joe Shane studied Daniel Jones and tried to dig deeper than the surface. You know. This guy has all the physical tools. He's athletic. He can make all the throws. You know, just the situation he was in. I think as a GM, you have to look into that. You know? And oh, and Joe Shane definitely, he definitely looked into that. Oh, yes. Year two and year three, what he went through? The talent that was around them, the injuries, there's, you know, there's a lot that went into it. And that's something that you guys just can't get in your thick skulls. He didn't have a good supporting cast. And it doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> it doesn't matter how great, uh, it doesn't matter how great you are as a quarterback. A quarterback is going to struggle if they don't have a supporting cast. And he wasn't given that. Why do you think Jalen Hurts? Why do you think? Why do you, like look at Jalen Hurts when he was a rookie? Uh, oh no, in his uh, second year, Jalen Hurts had Jalen Hurts had nothing. You know, the, the Eagles brought the Eagles brought Nick Sirianni, a guy a guy who's a quarterbacks coach for the Indianapolis Colts. You know, and look what he did with Jalen Hurts. Look at look at Jalen, look at the difference from Jalen Hurts having a. Look at Jalen Hurts. Look at Jalen Hurts uh, from last year, and this is when the Eagles started building to this year. Look at look at Jalen Hurts when he had a good supporting cast. Oh, but you guys are probably gonna say, "Oh, Jalen Hurts is better than Daniel Jones." Jalen Hurts, he he has the accountability to lead a team. Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones are not the, they're not that different. 
They both can run the ball. Jalen Hurts has a total of rushing. You want to know, want to know the stats between Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones? Jalen Hurts, even though he threw more, Jalen Hurts threw more touchdown passes. He had more rushing yards than Daniel Jones. You know why? Because he had great receivers. He was playing behind one of the best offensive lines in the league, and he was playing for a head coach that had that had confidence, that had belief that he could lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl. And not, let's not forget the Eagles defense, who is clearly one of the best defenses. Who's clearly the Eagles have one of the one of the best defenses in the NFL. Jalen Hurts had everything. He had a good offensive coordinator. He had it all. Daniel Jones didn't have that. He didn't have great. He didn't, he didn't have any great receivers. The Giants' offensive line is still in the rebuild. And Daniel Jones is playing for a new system. This is going to be the first time, actually, that Daniel Jones will be playing in the same system. After every one year, Daniel Jones never played under the same system. He would have to change us. He would have to change system after system. New offense after new offense. It was too much for him, and it's tough. But now he's going to be playing under the same system because they have belief that he can lead under Brian Dayball, under Mike Kafka. Now that you're getting Saquon Barkley back, the offensive line is going to get better. Get your number one receiver in. Get that, you know, the Giants are in a good place. You know, the Giants defense is going to get better. You know, people just have to start looking at the overall bigger picture and not just the quarterback. You know, and that's why. That's why the that's why I can't that's why I don't get it why everyone says that the NFL is a quarterback's league when the quarterback is not the only position that you gotta worry about when it comes to succeeding and when it comes to trying to win a Super Bowl, you gotta you know you gotta you gotta which all you gotta figure out which offensive lineman that you're gonna fill out to make your off to make your entire O line better. You gotta figure out what running back you're gonna get. You got you to gotta figure out which wide receiver can fit your offense. You know, it's not just, the quarterback is not the only position that's important. Every position is important because every position, every position that you fill out depends on how great you are. You know, every player you get, those players are going to, those players are representing you. Those players are representing how you fill the team out. You know, and fans are going to be like, okay, this is a, like, why do you think, why do you think whenever, uh, why do you think whenever a GM makes a move, you know, why do you think a lot of fans judge, judge why do you think a lot of fans blame owners if a, if a player's bad? Because the, oh, the GM, the GM made the move because GMs, the GMs, you know, they make the rosters, you know? Why do you think? Why do you think everyone keep? Why do you think everyone uh, judges uh, GMs in a good or bad way? Because it depends on what kind of player they get. You know? Why do you think everyone criticized Dave Gunman? Because no one didn't. No one didn't think Daniel Jones had what it took. No one thought Daniel Jones uh, had what it uh, uh, takes to be a great quarterback. 
You know, that's all I'm saying. You know, uh, so look, a lot went into it. Joe Shane took a look at the issues that caused the Giants to lose and Daniel Jones, you know, to struggle. The shabby offensive line, the lack of weapons, the lack of creativity with the offensive coaching staff. This guy missed the last six games of 2021. Uh, uh, he missed the last six games of the 2021 season with a neck injury. You know, look, I think everyone needs to understand being like being around this guy. Like if you're Joe Shane and you and you're around Daniel uh, around DJ for the last 13 months and seeing him play in the fourth quarter com in the fourth quarter comebacks, fourth quarter comebacks and winning a playoff game on the road. There's a lot of positives that a 25 year old young man just displayed throughout the season. And the upside, look at me as a fan, I've got a lot of belief in this staff. And I'm hearing that this guy, he's the he's the first one to work out. I mean, this I'm hearing that this guy, he he being he's he works out early in the morning. And he's the last one to get out. His work ethic and you know his relationship with you know the coaching staff, that's gonna continue to grow. You know, and Daniel Jones, he, he's going to continue to get better. If he's just at his, you know, he's, look at this guy, he's just, he's just at his floor right now. You know, and I, me as a fan, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about what his ceiling is going to be. You don't know, maybe he, maybe he could be, maybe he's better than what people imagine him to be. You know, and Joe Shane, I'm pretty sure he was excited uh, Brian Dayball, the offense coordinator, Mike Kafka, and quarterback, quarterbacks coach Shia Tierney are part of this as well. Joe Shane was excited with what this coaching uh, group did for Daniel Jones in year one and is convinced there's more. You know, I, you know, this guy had, you know, Daniel, like this, this guy, him having a good year, like, I'm like I'll be the first one to tell you. There's st obviously there's still a lot of meat left on the bone and a lot of room for improvement. You know, Brian Dayball will. T you know, any head coach will tell you that. You know, the coaching staff will tell you that. I think continuity. Obviously, Daniel Jones. He's going into his second year under Brian Dayball. Familiarity, uh, familiarity with the system. All of that will be all of that when it, like when you when you when you bring that all together, that much you know, I mean when you bring all of that together, if you're if you're Joe Shane, you gotta tell yourself we'll be that much further ahead as we go into the offseason program, and I think everybody will benefit from that, especially this guy. You know that's all I'm saying. You know, and like if you're any quarterback and you're if you're any quarterback and you're in Daniel Jones' shoes, you gotta really ask yourself, can I show the same can I show the same can I can I show continuity? Can I show the same can I show the same style of play year uh year in and year out? That's the question 
that Daniel Jones and every young quarterback should ask themselves if they have a if they have a great year, an improvement year. Can I continue what I've done last season, and can I continue that going into this season? That's the question that remains to be seen, and I'm pretty sure that the answer is simple. He will. And guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed my long talk about Daniel Jones and, you know, um, yeah, but I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep you guys updated for more Giants talk. Um, but until then, I'm out. Peace.